welcome to episode seven. I got the episode right this time because I'm staring at your email. <laughs> How awkward would it be if I just like sent these emails with the wrong episode numbers to fuck with you? I actually, I read your um, email subject line and I had to double check because I was like, I would not be surprised if you didn't fuck with me. Um, anyway, it's wrong. a Saturday. Or it's actually a Sunday morning, not a Saturday morning. We are, we recorded a day late because I had an infiltration of ants in my garage yesterday morning. So that happened. <laughs> but how so, are you this weekend? <laughs> before I answer that, one of my biggest fears, um, or just like the thing that gives me the skeevies is like a large amount of ants in one area yeah. because I feel like they're going to move and like like they move like an object but they move together does that make sense like yeah I'm more afraid of a lot of little bugs than one big bug I agree there's no segue out of this so I'm gonna gracefully exit this um yeah I'm okay (laughs) (laughs) um I I didn't really know I was going but like that's like when he texted me that yesterday morning I kind of wanted to like I got that like shiver down my spine and I was like, oh, I should offer to come help. And I was like, I'm no. honestly not going to. Yeah, no, my dad. So I'm living at home right now for our listeners who still don't know that. Shame on you. But um, I'm living at home right now with my parents. Oh my I feel like I mentioned it every episode. No, um, no, no. You just mentioned it every day to all of your friends. Correct. <laughs> anyway, my dad like flipped out and was like, oh, no. oh my God. Because he's like worked so hard to like just get all the like animals and critters out of our area because we're home so much so that's what he's spending his time doing and then we got ants yesterday and he like I think spent like four hours outdoors trying to like fix the situation and I was like it's really not that serious but it's fun the best part too is it's like I've I've met I don't think I've met your father until yesterday or until recently um but I'm glad that the first time that I met him he got drunk off of jungle juice and then fell asleep then fell asleep and then played with like played badminton yep so that's cool yeah he like woke up and suddenly had a burst of energy because it was 7 p.m (laughs) no i do think i am like really appreciative and i do just want to throw it out there like right now we are in week i don't know it feels like forever of navigating like social distancing and figuring out like we are in new jersey as a lot of the world realizes that social distancing and wearing a mask is very important uh we have been fortunate where i think we've always been very wary of those precautions and have been like very conservative um and the fact that i am now an extended member of the matwani family because i don't see anybody else correct the only reason so i had like what was it like five people over right Mm -hmm. five people over on friday and the only reason i was even comfortable having you guys over in the first place and then having you guys step inside was because I took a step back and I thought about it. And I was like, all of these people have seen nobody except me and my Correct. family. <laughs> so, like, I think that, like, the extent of it was, like, Rohit and Alia have seen, like, two or three of our other friends who have just been going crazy at home. So, like, I was comfortable. I know where these people have been, right? Like, I was like, all right. And it's only five people. But, yeah, I, like, did freak out about it a little bit. I was like, am I... Is this okay? Well, well, I honestly, the only, and it's funny too, because we think about like that level of anxiety. Like I'm very nervous about going to other people's homes. Even they're like, oh, you've been alone. I was like, yeah, but I know that you haven't. And I know that the people that I get that you're being kind of relaxed about that. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know if that's the case. And, and right. so it's kind of like this whole like 
picking and it sounds oh fuck do you remember in like myspace like pick your top eight or some shit like that yeah it's kind of like that but it's not in terms of like best or top it's honestly like the folks that i trust the most which happen to be my closest friends yeah it's it's safety right and it's like yeah it's it's you're right it's a weird time it's like pick a couple people you want to hang out with and call it a day (laughs) and it's like a it's okay so there's something like it goes into this more relevant like theme of of like you think about your friends and I realized that so much of like my 20s is I well not so much most majority of my 20s has been like oh I'm like more of a like socially there human where I where and like I don't have a lot of like really cl- I don't have a lot of close friends or I don't have a big Same. friend group. Mm-hmm. I don't have a group of friends where like oh they all know each other. I hang out oh, with okay. like a human isolated and then like I'll go to a party and then, then maybe we'll be there but I don't like connect friend groups. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Well um, yeah, I feel the opposite. Well, I, I also feel like I don't have a lot of close friends. I have maybe 3 close friends. Um but I do have a friend group. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of friend groups that are like just large amounts of people who all know each other but I think it's also just because like that kind of just happens when you grow up dancing yeah it is I wouldn't like, I don't know that I say like, yes as if I'm <laughs> I don't know why I agree to that <laughs> fuck um funny enough all of my hobbies are um insulated so I don't have that community I guess it's that community right um yeah it is a community definitely and it's 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 weird and I don't even think weird's the right way weird might be like overly gracious it's incredibly frustrating to have grown up then with like like media and movies and everybody else saying you have this tight-knit group of friends and you're always all there for each other no matter what and you'll always be close and the plot is always that like things happen in life but they're always going to be there and they'll never disappoint you that sets you up for so much fucking disappointment it does yeah I mean I I think you and I have talked about this before but like my closest friends I have met or like really gotten to know within the last three years I don't have any friends from like middle school high school that I still consider like extremely extremely close I'm like friendly with them right like they're great Mm -hmm. people but it's just we've grown into different human beings and my closest friends right now are the people that I've met in the past few years and like my cousins, which yeah. I feel like is a different story. No, absolutely. And, and it's something, it's something that like right now, I mean, like I'm struggling a lot with this because I, I don't, I don't know, like right now, like with trying to figure out like moving and trying to figure out and like kind of accepting the fact that I am, am moving, even though I'm still in New Jersey has been very strange. Yeah. Um, but I think this whole, like, idea of your 20s being this, like, idyllic, uh, like, super cut of a group of friends, especially, like, women, like, being very close to each other, always succeeding in their jobs, always finding fulfillment. It's, like, incredibly exhausting. And the fact that I actively need to remind myself that, no, that's, that is a very, like, fictitious and unrealistic expectation to hold for your standard of living. Like, you... I'm I'm becoming more and more aware that I need to unlearn these things. Yeah. Um, because then that level of happiness is just not something that I'm going to attain. And then when I think about it, I don't I don't even really want that. I don't really like that many people. <laughs> <laughs> I 
is that bad to say? Like, no, no, I actually, so for me, it's very hard to unlearn those things because like I mentioned, like I am surrounded by a group of people that like all know each other. Um, as Carissa shows off her tattoo. Because I'm not wearing clothes, so like also all my tattoos are out to play. <laughs> Amazing. Um, no, it's really difficult for me to unlearn those things because I am surrounded by a group of people who are very like homogenous in a way. Um, I don't know. It's it's difficult for me to like take a step back and realize sometimes like the mentions on Instagram and the you know extreme amounts of texts and all of that like they're great and they're fun and I love it and I really do think of social media as a platform but it's not you know a metric that you take into account in terms of a friendship like that's just not a thing yeah it's also I don't know the reason also I bring this up a lot is because one I've been re-watching New Girl because they took friends off of Netflix (laughs) and I found myself becoming so envious for something, like, that idea. Honestly, I I genuinely think that it might have been one of the, uh, like, subconscious factors when I was considering living in a house when I moved to Boston instead of getting, like, an apartment by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, again, I don't like people. Why the fuck would I want to live with them? Yeah, also you live alone right now, so that would be a really hard transition, I feel like. Correct. They would have a very hard time keeping up with my um, like sleep schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as I as I explained today, <laughs> I was like trying to wake up at four thirty in the morning, <laughs> but it didn't go great because I fell asleep at three thirty. <laughs> um, but the one thing is, you are now twenty five. This I is know. your true quarter life. Okay. How do you feel? Because because yes, two days ago, <laughs> you only had one statement. What was my statement? Whenever we said, what are you excited about being 25? You said, living out of this house. Oh, yeah. I was like, moving. Yes. Well, because you and Karthik are getting ready to move in together. Yeah. So, okay. So, real talk, 25 feels no different than 24. I don't think I've ever, like, left a birthday feeling like, wow, this is different. Um, No, but I didn't realize how much of, like, my mid-20s would be spent thinking about, like, like, skincare. (laughs) and white hairs and shit my life is moving so fast but also I feel older than I am but then sometimes I feel like a child because I live at home with my mom and dad now and I just like oh it's like it's been a whirlwind of emotions and it's not specifically about being 25 I think it's just like the time and place that I am in my life right now um because on one hand it's like I have lived you know not at home for many years and now I just moved back home um because of the pandemic and like my mother is cooking meals and like I have chores right like it's like I, I live with my parents right I like yes. fully live with my parents right now but then in on the straight other up hand, suburbia yeah in like full suburbia but then on the other hand it's like every other day it's like when are you and Karthik getting engaged like oh what what are your plans to buy a house and I'm like what how can these two things coexist at the same time yeah. I'm very confused um but yeah, I don't know. I feel like being a South Asian woman in my mid-twenties living at home with my parents is uh, quite the time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. But it is, <laughs> there are a couple of things too, and it's, I, I find a lot of comfort in the fact that you and I often have similar, idiosyncrasies is kind of the wrong word, but similar like 
thoughts about this idea of like mid-20s like calling it a quarter-life crisis is a term that's like over exhausted um, and it's not accurate I don't think for either of us one because objectively every day is a little crisis for me but also <laughs> I, I don't plan on living to be 100 so like yeah, fuck that I've already had it's a very extra um no but the fact that like you and I are in such different spots in like our lives especially when it comes to being a woman and that pressure of becoming engaged yeah uh, getting married this idea of children um because those are things that don't cross my mind actively (laughs) they're things that i don't know i've accepted to kind of take it out of that narrative of my 20s um and i've even gotten to the point and some people may know um i'm only living till i'm 30 uh (laughs) (laughs) no but the reason too is like i have this mindset where I grew up with so much anxiety and I still have oodles and doodles of anxiety uh, where I thought that every choice that I had to make, and especially when I turned 20, was going to have this like cataclysmic ripple effect into my my 40s, my 50s, my entire life up into my fucking funeral. Have you ever thought about your eulogy? I've written many versions of my own. Oh my God. No, I have not. <laughs> I've written yours. I'm kidding. I haven't written yours yet, um, but I will fucking deliver it. Um, I've read, I, I, so either way, I have a lot of these, like, like these like thoughts that kind of like go through and through and they're exhausting, but all this worry I realized was for a life that I actually never wanted. And I think that fueled so much anxiety moving into my twenties, like when I was in college and then starting my job, I remember being worried about having enough money to like support a family. I never asked myself if I wanted kids, though. And that was something that I had just blindly accepted until I started to kind of unpack where all of my, like, concerns about my future were coming from because, objectively, I had a secure job. I I was doing things that, I guess, were fine, not illegal. (laughs) I don't know. Well, okay, so I have a question, I guess. Sorry to cut you off, but, like... Do you think that that expectation or that subconscious, like, decision of, you know, I have to make decisions that are going to make me money so I can support a family, do you think Mm -hmm. that came from your upbringing, from society? Like, where do you think it all came from? I think it came from a couple of things. I want to say, I think it honestly came from society, but then that naturally passed in through my family. Right. Um, In particular, I always knew that I wanted a career. And there were no women in my life who had a career and had a family. And so I remember getting all of these cautionary tales about, well, if you want to be working, you need to make sure that you or your partner or both of you make enough money so that the kids have a good life and they're not just always stuck in daycare or all of this stuff. Because one, it was never a topic that perhaps I find a partner that stays at home and I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And two... It was always this idea that I had that that was the goal for me, right? It that was like the reason I would get a career would be to support a family as opposed to getting a career to rule the world. Like it just like the second one never came up. Right. Yeah, um, getting a career for you. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I I asked because like I very much buy into um for myself personally like the narrative of um 
you know, like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to, you know, buy a home. Like, I want to do all those things that, like, you're quote-unquote supposed to do. But potentially for different reasons than, you know, society and family kind of, like, encourage it. But regardless of those different reasons, like, I still sort of, like, I'm staying in line with expectations in a sense. Um, And I'm just curious as to, like, and I think about it a lot because... I consider myself a very like independent woman but I also do want a family and like I think it's a it's a weird narrative sometimes and it's an interesting thought process trying to have both of those things and like I almost feel like I have to make a case for it yeah um, just in society and public and life <laughs> yeah no and like uh do you though <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad it's more of a fact the woman who introduced me to this concept of having it all was Liz Lemon, Tina Fey of 30 Rock. Fuck yes. Um, she's also the namesake of our podcast. I don't know if I even told you this. It's from no. like one of the episodes. Okay. When I chose the name. That's great. Good thing I know the history of our name. <laughs> Jack Donaghy tries to get her to do something that's just like so uncharacteristic of her. And her response is, no, thank you, please. <laughs> and that's honestly how I feel a lot of times. Um, no, but the fact that she, she's like, wants, she's trying to have it all. Uh, Like she's trying to adopt a kid as a single mother, as like a boss lady producer. And so many of the, I guess like movies or like pop culture that I ingested was about this idea of a strong woman, but her flaws were often brought out because she was trying to do too much. And sometimes she could overcome it. Sometimes she had to make choices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we all have to fucking make choices. One, I think it puts a lot of pressure on men. Also, like, maybe they want to be stay-at-home dads. Or maybe they don't want to have kids. But it's, like, a lot uh, more normalized of a narrative for a man to be like, oh, no, I don't want kids, and people don't question it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas every time, every time it has come up with somebody... I'm always, always told, you'll change your mind. Or you just think that now. It is infuriating. 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 Infuriating, yeah. Cool. But (laughs) honestly, I've, I've gotten to the point where I just, I feel like it is something that worries me because I even see women now. And people say, like, the only way that they have friends when they're in their, like, mid 40s is because their their kids have friends well fuck it i'm just good thing i'm used to being lonely yeah i um i call my mom out sometimes (laughs) (laughs) because like she i mean okay it's her story is a little different um but she doesn't have friends oh yeah she she has six sisters and two brothers right and so she's like those are my friends those are the people i grew up with and that understand my point of view and that I talk on the phone with and I hang out with and I totally get that right like that is her version of having friends but yeah I mean I also think it's like maybe potentially a generational thing 100% in my family yeah where Mm -hmm. you know the older generations don't really have friends and like my aunts and uncles who do have friends it's like really cool and we all get really excited about it (laughs) but like for the rest of us you know I don't know how to explain it it's one of those things where we expect the older generation to just, like, be parents, not be humans who have friends. Oh, my goodness, yes. And then, I don't know about you, but then do you – well, you want children. But 
I sometimes associate this and I, I spiral into this idea of, okay, well, if I don't want children, am I being selfish? If I don't want these things, but my parents sacrificed for them, am I being entitled and selfish? Probably. Yeah, I am. Something that I focused on a lot is like writing down every like year or so I write down like not goals, but like intentions or things that I want to just be pretty mindful of. And like one of the ones that I had was like selfish doesn't always translate to bad. Right. Like it's okay to be selfish. I am a very selfish person. Um, I'm taking back that idea that like it's okay to put myself first because at the end of the day, I don't really think anyone aside from my parents will. Um, and that's like a really harsh reality to kind of check. Uh, yeah. But the other one that I care about is I used to think that it was independence because I thought that if I was dependent on other people, it would make me weak. I've come to evolve that, I think, I hope, into my core value being autonomy over independence, mm-hmm. wherein I have that choice and I have the ability to provide for myself to, to make my own choices. I'm not dependent on anyone to live my life but I can be dependent on people to support my well-being, not like fully dependent on on someone, but it's this weird idea of all of a sudden, okay, if I don't want kids, then I need to be this like boss independent woman who has no feelings and is like power hungry and all that. No, there is something else. Like I don't need to be Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. We want to be. (laughs) No, I like like that idea of autonomy over independence because – I, like, get into these, like, kind of, like, half-joking, half-not fights with my parents sometimes where... Okay, we'll unpack um, that. <laughs> I I will, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have work, and then I'm going to go take a dance class, and then I'm going to go get drinks with Annika, and then I'm seeing Krista, and blah, 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 and my parents are like, where's Karthik in this situation? And I'm like, he's not. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's going to be home, and I are doing his thing, and I'm going to do my thing, and then we'll come back to each other. Like, why is that a big deal? And, like, my parents just sometimes just don't get it they're like well but you're with him and like he's your like quote-unquote life partner so don't you want him involved in your the things that you do and I like the way you said that because that's a very good way to put you know no I'm an autonomous person right like yes Garthic and I depend on each other for many things we're building a life together etc etc but I still have my own autonomy of decisions um, and the things that I choose to do are the things that I choose to do. And many times it will include him, but sometimes it will not. And that's okay. Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting, it's always interesting when I have that conversation because I know people, you know, who are around our age who feel the complete opposite. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are like, oh my God, no, like my significant other needs to be at everything that I do. And I don't know what's right or wrong or good or bad, whatever. I don't think there's an answer to that. But just for me personally, it's just that's not the way I live my life. And I think on it, it's one of the things that I so deeply admire about your relationship with Karthik is that I don't sense that friction. And, and it could be there. Some days it's definitely like everyone has ups and downs. But mm-hmm. I've never it's never been to the point where if you and I are hanging out, I'm assuming Karthik is coming unless it's like, hey, these group of humans are coming out, but you and I can go hang out and then sometimes Karthik will meet up or whatever. But I appreciate the fact as well that you don't have to check in. Like that narrative of um, first I need to coordinate my calendar with Karthik and then I'll get back to you about if you and I are going to get dinner one week. Well, like, no, you know your calendar. Like there are nights that you're going to hang out with Karthik and there's nights that you have free, like to dance, to get dinner with me, to do whatever you need. And 
as close as you and I have gotten, I feel like I'm weirdly close with Karthik without having him a part of everything you and I do. Right. A lot of people Perhaps, feel that way, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's because he and I just wear the same clothes. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like, I. it's interesting because, um, like, my other two best friends, Shivani and Annika, also have their independent relationships with Karthik. And they actually became close to Karthik before I became close to them. And in very different ways. So, like, Karthik used to live in Pennsylvania near Annika, and so they got close through that. They had just mutual friends, who was my cousin, actually. Um, And so they got close independently, and then Shivani and Karthik got close independently, actually, when Karthik and I broke up for a little while in college. What up? Um, And then after college, I got really close to Shivani and Annika through dance. Um, Mm -hmm. And so having those sort of independent relationships that all kind of came together for the four of us as a group me, Shivani, Annika, and Karthik like it really solidifies I think this these friendships because we can all be independently close yeah. to each other um, and it's not like they're friends with him just because he's dating me which I really appreciate for you I don't really know how you got close to him like that um, thank you but we'll, we're, well, yeah we're, we'll just accept it <laughs> honestly I think it's because uh, you are so close with your friends through dance, and I have started to become like adjacent to them and yeah. like friendly with them. Yes, like this weekend was the second time I've hung out with them in a year. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel that way because I feel like we all have so much in common. And a lot of that, honestly, is like being friends with you and supporting you and knowing that it's a very open group. The fact that even I think you posted like all of my Desi friends and Carissa. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because I honestly sometimes don't know what's happening. And I love the fact that all of your friends. And not someone that I even know. They'll just say, like, oh, this is what we're referring to because it has to do with Desi culture. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, we, like, they all started singing Happy Birthday to me in Hindi. And, like, you're just kind of there. And you're like, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was equally excited. Perhaps the most excited because Karthik didn't know the words, but he knew the tune. And I was like, ha <laughs> Got him. Amazing. No, but either way, it's this weird place. And I think it's... It's, it's good, and it's exposed me to a lot of different types of friendships just by seeing how you interact um, and being close with your group of friends. So I really appreciate that because something that, I don't know, I just never expected was that your 20s are going to be incredibly lonely. And I think that makes sense because yeah. you've told me this many times when I've come to you, like everyone's going to be in a different spot than you mentally, and that's okay. Yeah, It's hard, and... I remember my um, my mentor boss, Lady Caroline, she told me, she's like, no one's ever going to tell you this, but your 20s kind of suck. Yeah. Everyone tells you that you have nothing to worry about to go and relax, and the adults, quote-unquote adults, will, will criticize you for being stressed out, and they'll belittle your feelings, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, you know, I, I think it's Everyone can eat my shorts. The... <laughs> Is that from The Good Place? No, I think that's from Bart Simpson. Oh, well, I tried. Um, no, for me personally, and I think maybe you can relate to this, that so far in my 20s, the highs have been really high and the lows have been really, really low. Um, oh, yeah. I Yeah, I mean, just like, I don't know. I also feel like maybe just recency bias because we are in the middle of a pandemic in our 20s. <laughs> Uh, that I feel this way but I just think that like in the attempt to you know maybe socially conditioned reasons but in the attempt to quote-unquote have it all 
but also live my life and be independent, but be, you know, a good South Asian girl with with her very large family. I don't know, it's been a lot. And I know that you feel similar ways with your family and whatnot. Um, life. Life. Well, I'm going to now attempt to ask you some questions that you refused to answer when you were drunk um, on your actual birthday. Oh, God. Because I don't know if you remember... But you were just having your way with a pinata, and you would not engage with anything meaningful. Yep. Yep. Correct. I like I kept hitting like the pole in my garage, and I thought it was the pinata because I would hear a sound, and I would keep hitting it, and all of you were like, "No," and I was like, "Yes." The sound that she heard was a metal rod hitting a metal garage pane, not a metal rod hitting a cardboard cupcake. But that's okay. She's got great judgment. <laughs> Um, all right, Krishma, if you could give your 16-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Stop, like, relying on socially acceptable versions of friendships. Okay. And what do you want to tell your 30-year-old self? Oh, God. I don't know. Um... What do I want to tell my 30-year-old self? Yeah. Uh, love your family and respect them and stay close to them, but uh, move, out of, move out of your parents' house. Oh, my God. Are you going to be living in your parents' house at 30? I really hope not. I hope I listen to this when I'm 30. And I'm like, thank God I'm out of there. No, how, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving in two months, Carissa. Would... Let's be real. In two months, I am moving. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And then final question for you. What do you want to say to your future kid on their 25th birthday? Oh my god, why are these so deep? I did not expect this. What did you think? I, I, I told you this. Yeah, you said you would ask me questions. <laughs> these are questions. <laughs> okay, what would I tell my kid on their 25th birthday? I don't know, I just, I feel like it's so dependent on where they are in their life, but I just think like, well, prior to my kid's 25th birthday, I would tell them essentially what Caroline told you of like, it's okay if you're 20s or this year or next year, right? Whatever like the time frame may be, suck. And it's okay that like they don't feel like this like 10 year long party because that's not reality and that's not life. So whatever's happening in your head and in your friendships and your relationships, like it's okay to accept it for what they are and work toward you know, whatever it is that makes you happy and not put those expectations of like corporate job, marriage, children, heterosexual relationship, like whatever the hell it may be, right? Like I really want to try to be that parent that is truly accepting and not just accepting because society feels like it's cool. And you heard it from Mama Motwani, live your lives <laughs> to all of our 20 year olds. And even if you're not 20 year old, live your fucking life. Yeah. Well, this has been episode seven. Thank you for listening. It's definitely been a little bit, a little bit of a chill one, but I will say, again, no one's asked for it, but we will be coming back with a season two after we finish season one. <laughs> and we'll and be I, more organized uh, and have better like social media presence, I guess. I disagree. I think this is great for a first trial in the midst of a <laughs> pandemic, in the midst of us like moving jobs, like for me moving jobs at least. It's a lot. But thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. 
live your lives if you ever need anything feel free to dm us it can honestly just be that like hey my 20s suck too and we'll just be like yup here's a picture of tina fey eating some night cheese yeah. and i'm and i'm done signing off all right bye bye <laughs>